Welcome to Kadam, the Small Steps podcast where we try to showcase individual perspectives of recent graduates about different pathways of life. I am Arjit Singh and I am Himansh Bhatia. And together we will try to uncover what it means to have a traditional career. I know we've talked about all the small reasons why we started this podcast, but this podcast has exceeded my own expectations in terms of content. When we first came up with the idea, we thought this podcast would be good for juniors looking to enter the industry soon and for recent graduates to get a sense of what others at their level are going through and that it isn't always a smooth ride but talking and interacting with people in and outside the podcast receiving that valuable feedback we've realized how this podcast isn't just for graduates still fresh in the industry but for also for mentors and management to get a better understanding of how they can unleash their employees potential understanding what kind of mentorship they need to provide this podcast is also for parents and families so that they get a better idea of how and where to guide their kids maybe get a confidence in their kids aspirations from a particular industry and understand that success can mean a lot of things so keep sharing this podcast with anyone and everyone because someone somewhere might just need it for now we can't let our guest wait any longer and we know you can't wait for him either so Let's start the show. Our guest is an educationally inclined computer enthusiast who graduated from IIIT Delhi, an institute with an excellent reputation for its research in IT and other interdisciplinary areas. He has worked as an intern at TCS Research Lab, a pioneer in software research where he was able to have his team's work published in the International SNM Conference. Currently, he's working as a back-end developer at Mintra, one of the biggest fashion e-commerce companies in India. So, without further ado, let's hear it from our guest, Tushar Kataria. Hey, Tushar. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, Munch. Hey, Ajit. I hope we did justice to your introduction. Out of curiosity, and just because you know as kids we've all loved to play video games and thought maybe computers were going to be the next big thing and the next best job that one could get why and how did you get a passion for computers and if you could share your first interaction you remember with a computer and when was that uh, my first interaction with a computer genuinely was i think in my first standard when i started playing some video game in the sort of prince of persia the one that was in 2d i think not even in 3d yeah so it started with that it went to it it, it went along with games as you said so it like started from first person shooters from csgo then it, and then i also ventured into several other games like and all of it like peaked when i was in my 8th or 9th till then i was all literally only playing games and doing stuff on computer when i realized i could use them like use the computer for several other things so i made this 1000 page html site as a 10th project it was it was very na- naive code oh, like i remember it, that <laughs> yeah, yeah and we printed all of those pages and submitted it as a report like yeah it, it it was like i think it was a foolish project now that that it seems in the hindsight because nobody ever does that but we didn't know that you you could use several other things to automate it and do stuff like that but we just 
made those thousand pages of HTML and printed it out and showed it to the class, and we were very excited. We were kids, like, and then I started programming. I learned about C plus plus during my eleventh and twelfth, and then then I probably gave JE mains, and that was a then going into triple IT. I learned a lot about everything. Like I ventured, I went deep into computer programming and stuff. So yeah, it. It started off with games. You were right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course. You know, I think it's interesting how you ventured from one totally like different thing, which I guess most kids, you know, have at least this generation, the the generation that's coming up. You know, from from uh, iPads to computers to so many platforms where they can be playing games to coming into you know coding those. Let's say just even coding either the games or the thousand page CS document that you did, the HTML document, you know, the, and that, that I think shows a lot of passion from that. So that's very, 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 very interesting. Pashar. Again, like he said, you know, you've always shown that passion towards computers. I've seen that firsthand. Um, we were in the same class and you know, you were not just good academically, but again, you had that passion for computers and something that, you know, I was personally jealous of because I had similar interests, but I never had that fire behind me to actually go and do stuff that you did. Even if you, you know, in hindsight, we say, okay, an HTML document, you know, that's easy to do right now, but it wasn't back then when you were still learning. When you weren't even taught that, uh, to be honest, from your teachers, you had to go and learn that yourself. So you know, not just that, but when we, okay, so we both know this question was coming. You were the highest scorer in our school, but you don't even mention that, you know, when we talk about your achievements, why do you think that is? How relevant have those grades been for you? So, yeah, I think I don't mention it because I think there are several other things. We shouldn't judge a person from like, from the numbers he scores because someday a thing might happen that you are scoring low due to some n number of reasons you might not be well you might be struggling with some subject as you said right sometimes the teachers aren't so good so sometimes there are problems so that's why i think sometimes you might score low due to n number of reasons and you might score high due to n number of reasons i'm saying there is hard work is always one of them so I believe much more in the process than in the result. Obviously, the result is an important factor to motivate you. But I think the process, you should enjoy the process. You should enjoy studying or whatever. For example, I, I several times I enjoy listening to music just, just for fun. Like whenever I'm down, I just start listening to some music from different genres and different things. And it's it's you should you should, I think, try to enjoy the process much more in my mindset rather than being fixated on the products. That's what I believe. And the other thing is sometimes you, sometimes you score high, sometimes you score low, but the thing that matters is whether you learn something or not. So for example, I, I scored a little bit less in my college, but I learned a lot than what I scored in my school, but I learned something less because Sometimes the skills that are taught by the school are not so much relevant in your because I'm not using any of those skills on which I scored a lot. 
right so how does it matter for me why is it an achievement because if the world doesn't give value to those skills then i don't think it matters a lot whether i scored high obviously there would be companies there would be colleges for example i personally know some companies who would still judge me on that would still ask for better grades and hold still ask for cgpas on the top of 9 and they they have this fixed criteria but i think if if someone is able to train themselves in that skill set then it is much better than having that score that's my personal opinion although yeah i know that indians in like in the indian society score matters a lot and you get some benefits but like in the end did it help me like it helped me get into my college but did it help me in my life did it help me in my job no yeah and i think i think you're right you know it's i think yes it's your personal opinion but i think it's also being seen in many other places in the world now that people are not really concerned about you know what grades you got what degrees you got i think it's it's taking a switch towards a little bit more than that right so because i think again you know you can teach somebody those skills but sometimes you can't really teach them let's say the soft skills sometimes you can't really teach them how to learn how to be involved in in a particular thing you can teach them the hard skill you know if it's coding if it's let's say a design or whatever it might be for that particular field i think those are skills that the person can learn on the job but if they're not willing to do that i think that's what that's what can cause that little bit of attraction you know in the sense that it can stop you or hinder you hinder your progress for you i think you know since you of course were interested in in the computers field like you said you know making that 1000 page document or whatever it was i think that's something that's really what what drives you right so shows your drive to the employers to the people that are looking to see you know what it means to you and of course if it means that much to you you're going to do whatever it takes to be successful at the job and in turn of course help the company get where it is as well um coming off of that i mean what kind of an expectation do you think your parents and family members and people that you know congratulated you when they called you for your grades had before you got those grades right so what kind of i think a toll if at all it took on you to go into those exams before you even knew that many people were going to call you yeah yeah like that's that's always an added pressure like yeah even now when i see in hindsight it, i realize that during your 12th especially there is an always an added pressure because those results are shared across they are shared by your schools they are shared by your parents to their relatives your friends also ask up on your scores and there was always an added pressure to perform there yeah so personally i did was during my 12th standard i tried to be as secluded as possible i didn't have too much social contact or didn't have too much what what i would say a social life that i have right now i was pretty much secluded and that pressure also made me gain a lot of weight like yeah i was i was touching at probably 100 kg or even more than that and it it basically took a toll upon my social life upon my uh, health and i don't think i would ever do that again i would take i would 
try to score less because it didn't matter much and try to be more have a more holistic approach that's what i've learned till right now but i don't know still like yeah, there there is this paradox that i always see there is always a path of huge growth that you see but you have to essentially sacrifice some things in your life and there is always an holistic approach that you can take even now like i know i can go work for a company which isn't like mintra which is it doesn't work in a holistic manner and which can burn you out like i can i know of such companies and then there is this always this dilemma whether i want to burn myself and achieve those goals or whether i want to try and have a more holistic approach towards life and this is always the question that always confuses me and i have asked this question around from my friends from my mentors and all of them have different points of views like it, it's your personal choice basically that's what i think i wouldn't give a straight forward answer for this i would rather leave you with this paradox where you have people going into quota right they burn themselves there there, there is no holistic development do you just study for jee advance and jee mains and then you get into those great colleges but those were the most precious year of my life i that's what i believe like those matter a lot you never get that back okay. so now i would i rather believe in a more holistic view where i have some personal time that i spend on on my hobbies whether it be gaming or running or like yeah i enjoy that stuff now but during my like school time i would say i didn't do that yeah but that also got me where i am what what like there is it's a it's a paradox in my opinion when you're talking about your you know sacrificing stuff what did you have to sacrifice to work at a, a big company like mindra and did you have like any expectations going into the job yeah yeah like working in mintra was a completely different thing for me because mintra is basically a product driven organization okay and i was working like literally with product managers from various prestigious colleges from the country who gather customer insights and things like that and then they give you basically then they come up with different products and different features that we have to build an example of this would be the recent scratch card feature that we built right like driving engagement through scratch card and like during covid times everybody was we were still getting some traffic at mintra okay and so how do you entertain customers if you are in e-commerce but the deliveries are shut so that was a unique idea in my opinion that they came up with also regarding the work life at mintra i was literally shocked that you you get a lot of time to do your personal stuff and they they care about you so going into mintra it was really fun working for me as a fresher because i there were seniors around me who were from very prestigious colleges around the country and they used to have a very great work life balance they i think we used to play a lot of badminton in between coding and then we came back to code a lot and then there were some days where we used to push ourselves because of the demand because those were the days where we were excited to push ourselves not the other way around that happened due to an external reason so there were days that we were in the office late but 
that was because we wanted to solve that issue we were passionate about that issue not the other way around like it happened the other way around during my 11th and 12th where probably i would not be so excited if there was no external pressure on me but yeah this time i wanted to solve that bug so i stayed but they mintra didn't compel me or mintra didn't say so yeah i think going into mintra straight out of college helped me a lot to identify what is work life balance how do you structure your life what are the soft skills required for a job like yeah managing my time right so there are n number of tasks that are in my list at any given time as a software developer and what task should take a priority that is a skill that i'm still learning so that is a soft skill that i never learned because i used to work deadline to deadline even in my school and even in my colleges yeah. now the deadline is an arbitrary thing now in companies you have a number of tasks that need to be completed let's say by the end of this month but which task gets priority first you have to decide that yeah and you know and that's something that i've heard you know from a, a couple other companies as well you know just making sure that the culture inside the company is really something that people want to be involved into right whether that is of course playing badminton or whatever it is we've seen that these days at least you know people are trying to find places to make sure that people are engaged with each other you know because it is teamwork when you're working for a company for any company you know and so one thing i heard um was i don't know who it was but somebody that was working for ea so like ea sports yeah. most of us know what that is right so they actually have like a a soccer field there right so if you're on let's say the fifa team you're actually going out there and being able to even play the game understand maybe some of those things right so it's not just about making sure that you're employees are delivering those things those deliverables but it's also about making sure that they are you know staying healthy with that mm-hmm. and there there was a huge debate if i'm not wrong a while ago about if you know what what do people really want from companies do they really want just you know the the money or do they really want the the perks do they really want a place where they can go and play and you know have a ping pong session or whatever that might be. So, I mean of course it's both ends of the ends of the spectrum and some people just want to be there 95 and then go out there and actually meet their real friends, you know, if you may. Yeah. Um or, or so they call them. But I think there's there's that's a debate to be happened for sure. Um and to understand what people are looking for and what you are looking for as well. I'll I'll tell you Mantra's views on that and then I'll tell you my views on that. Mantra basically decided that we wouldn't have any meetings after 5 on Fridays. We wouldn't have any meetings on Wednesdays for coders because we need we were basically engrossed in meetings due to the remote culture. We had the sudden shift from working in an office environment from where we shifted to a remote environment. It happened very quickly, right? You know that the lockdown was a sudden thing, covid was a sudden thing. We weren't expecting that, but even then we switched to that remote culture and mentra cared like mentra also shifted its policies it also provided some money to set up your remote workstation and remote things like you would need table chairs and uh, things like monitors which we had in office right we we also need different kind of stuff and 
personally for me i would rather work in an office than work remotely because remotely working i don't have that social element that was present like i think people think coding is a very boring job where you code all the day on your desk and then leave i don't know why that picture that comes in your mind but coding is just like a social job in my opinion where you interact a lot with your coworkers i have a lot of friends in my office whom i used to play badminton with i have a lot of friends in my office where we used to have those chit chat sessions or gaming sessions or even things like uh, probably i i even missed the mentorship right i i used to have a lot of seniors and i could just go to them and talk about life and things like that and there was there was a cricket net i believe in mentra i never used to go there but i i miss that right i i miss ha- hanging out together and there were there were even parties after like the office hours with my colleagues at different kind of places in like the hanging out at different restaurants and having different kind of cuisines that you used to share because this was the first time there was so much diversity in my team right so there were people from all over india there my manager uh, i believe initially he grew up in india then he moved to silicon valley then he came back and yeah so getting to know from those people right everything is pretty different i i really liked i don't know probably i used to have this bias that i won't like south indian food but i took some trips and i like yeah being grown up as a typical punjabi boy i had this bias in my mind but i used to share i used to love their cuisine i shared my rajmunch travel with them and they shared uh, their their basically I, i had a lot of stuff i even had people from goa in my team and they used to share goan cuisine and i used to love that mixing of that culture you know yeah that's yeah. what makes uh, you know working with a team great actually Yeah. yeah yeah and i mean the the communication i think gets better as well you know just making sure that you, like again you know the thing that we were talking about with the last question is making sure that you are you know being able to communicate with the other person you know not just on let's say the work kind of a culture but also with the personal life right a little bit of course you oversharing is always bad i guess and and in a company environment but um you know just a little bit of that just so you can make sure that everybody around you is okay you know make sure that everybody is feeling okay when when the pressure is a lot or whatever that might be um and you know i'm sure there used to be some people that you know you could go in for advice when you were in the office setting how would you say that has changed um with again with asking about personal life and work life and what kind of mentors you know if you have some or had some have changed going remote yeah so yeah i think there has been a lot of disconnect yeah people's schedule have changed a lot remotely working was difficult uh earlier i used to just to show up at people's desk and ask for advice now there is some kind of inhibitions even in my mind before pinging a person or before calling him up that he might be busy with his kids or he might be busy with his personal life or 
yeah even during office hours switching to a different kind of routine was tough for everybody so there was definitely some inhibition even in my mind that that person might be busy with some stuff or that person might have some work and i shouldn't bother him or pester him in office hours i could casually meet up with someone right i could just go on to their uh, desk and say hey man can you help me with this or i am facing this problem right it it was the barrier was pretty low right so i think that that is kind of something that we even as developers or probably i should figure something out so what i have figured like till now what i have done is i have started having one on one sessions or having sync up where i can probably discuss with them so i schedule some time and have a sync up with the person so just schedule some time on the calendar so yeah so there is some you have to do some extra effort but you can still get mentorship even during such time and apart from that i have still seniors from my college mentoring me those have always been helpful to me there are some people who are senior to me who like who can literally point out things that i should be learning right now and what's the like it helps a lot to cross pollinate ideas across companies right the general trend is we are all working on some open source stuff right some languages are across all companies so i can easily call up my friend who is working in some other company and ask him his views like what are you guys using and there is always a lot of cross pollination of ideas even though there are nds there are limits hmm. but yeah right yeah yeah there are nds we can't discuss everything but we can discuss a lot of so for example if someone is using some open source technology and i am also using that for example i'll give a very concrete example i used to go to golang meetups so golang i primarily work in golang and during those golang meetups i used to uh, meet up with people from uber from google from there were hotstar also i think people whoever was using golang or even college enthusiasts used to show up and then people used to discuss things that the that they developed internally so i think uber has a lot of stuff that they have open sourced already and they are open for discussion netflix also has a lot of things so people used to come up there they used to discuss these things and it's it's great like cross pollination is great otherwise what happens is if you're working on very similar set of ideas that are being developed internally and you want to switch to another company you get you you're pretty much useless to them right you mm-hmm. you should have some experience in some things that is relevant across companies that's what i think i i'm you not sure whether i'm right yeah 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 and i've heard this i think from somebody that i was listening to in a conference um i think last week talking about again the cross pollination of ideas like you mentioned you know just like i mean if it's within a company not within a team i think it's it's still very important right so you, you need to make sure that what your team is doing the other teams on the company also know about that right so if there's two different developing teams and two of them are working on different technologies or or the same technology you still can you know put in those ideas pitch in those ideas and make sure that you're not either wasting time figuring something out that somebody else has already figured out or you can just help somebody else with something that you think can be better for them as well so um let's say working on two different things so two different teams are working on two different things how do you set expectations from each other or at mintra let's just say how do teams set expectations from each other 
how do you come together for that, right? So if let's say you're working on the same project, what kind of deliverables are both teams working on and how do you all connect? And also how do you set personal expectations working for such a company? Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you more about my team and then I'll tell you what kind of work that I do and then probably it will be a great context to answer this question specifically. So I work in the growth hack team, which is probably a new concept right now in the industry where we basically come, we are like a startup within Mintra and where we contribute to different teams within Mintra. So I don't own any code, whereas I contribute to a lot of teams. So it's one of my daily goals to talk to a lot of teams and collaborate with them and the question you asked, right? How do we set expectations, right? So I think the key part of this is communication. Having a great communication with other teams matters a lot. Because I talk to several other teams within Mintra and they already have their goals fixed, right? And now how do I how do I align my goals with their goals so that I can also contribute, right? I want to add something, I want to experiment on something within their code base, but how do I align with them? So this is a major problem that we face and how we solve is it. We basically have a lot of meetings. We try to explain our ideas to them as clearly as possible. And a, a, an important point that I realized is that I didn't used to follow this before was documentation, right? So documenting your ideas is pretty important and it doesn't take too much time. So what I do is I usually have a few of UI mocks present and like I get UI mocks from my designers. I have a idea about the product from my product managers. I communicate with them and I get two, three lines and I can easily present them in a document to the other team, right? To the engineers of the other team, I can present what my designers are thinking, what my product managers are thinking. Why are we essentially building this thing? What is the business requirement? Like, why do we think a scratch card has to be built? Okay. So we present that to the other team. The other team gives their input. They, they see some technical difficulties. Sometimes it happens that they are not very much aligned with our, uh, like the thing that we want to do. So they put out their points. So that's how the discussion should happen. In my opinion, that's how a healthy culture is built rather than a place where they straight out reject your ideas, right? If they're straight out rejecting your ideas, Teams can't collaborate. I haven't seen such a culture at Mintra, but I have like I have heard from my friends at other companies, or, or it depends upon the situation. Sometimes other teams straight out reject your ideas, right? So that shouldn't happen. You should give like why is this idea being rejected? There was a strong technical reason by because why this idea was rejected. Or there was a there was there are some flaws in your design you should get back to your designer or we think this is what the business side of things don't look clear to us right so these kind of things they are not taught anywhere communication is what you learn on your own communication communicating on these things is what i learned in mintra as a software developer because i already knew the technical things right they taught me that in college and so what corporate gave me is how do you communicate how do you get yourself across other teams and say this is my idea this is what this is what the product i'm building and basically now i'm working in a product team right so there is always a product that i'm driving and i should 
critically think about that product i should have that mindset that i think from an end per user perspective this 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 is valuable for example i i thought that scratch card will be valuable and i personally saw that when a lot of users was using it and i i was shocked i can't give out the exact numbers but a lot of users were using that scratch card on the mintra app and it was a great success for us because personally if like you said right now the other side of thing is how many people are using my product is it even impacting them so i think my project weren't being used by a lot of people the first time uh, it is being used at such a scale is at mintra so i love that like there is there are people out there in the world who are using my products who are using the things that i am building and then i see my relatives like you saw that feature i said i build that feature so yeah it's it's a great hmm. thing to say so i personally think that it is pretty satisfying to see your products out there but to build that products you have to literally collaborate with a lot of people and it's the collective effort that goes though i'm developing the product the idea of the product was thought about by a product manager or some by some customer insight that they those guys saw the designs of the product was built by a designer i built the product then it was tested out then it was deployed by some other systems engineer that are working there and it's it's basically a collective effort it's a team effort you can never go out alone and do all those things and if you go out alone you you'll probably fail very early because you need people with different kind of skill sets to collaborate to build so yeah that's what i think communication is key be it work or relationships <laughs> yeah i mean definitely and i think you know even if you're a jack of all trades you can't really run a company with that you know you can of course give your input into a, a bunch of different things but you can't really control everything alone um which is why of course even startups are never done by one person alone usually Okay Tushar so yeah I mean you know now that we're talking about communication um one thing that of course comes into mind is communicating with yourself and making sure that you are doing what you're doing because you love it right and of course you love what you're doing right now but have you ever wanted to do something else right so have you ever communicated with yourself and said okay maybe this is something that I'm doing but I want to stray into another field right have you ever wanted to do that and how do you balance that out with your mind to say that this is the feel for you yeah like i i had i always had some confusion as to what to do right so there are always a number of things that you can do i always probably during my childhood days i always wanted to be an animator or a game developer right and then during my college days i also always wanted to work in finance i have a minors in economics and finance from my college along with computer science so i also wanted to do that and then going forward yeah i think you can't plan you can't plan a lot as you might find things that are much more interesting than what you thought that they would be and i also had that stereotype of a software developer working alone and working on a desk the whole day and then getting back to your home and then probably hanging out with the real friends as you said but yeah that was a typical stereotype that i had in my mind that broke off as soon as i entered the industry i have a lot of friends 
in my office who left the company and still I'm in touch with them because they were really great mentors, right? And we play Among Us, right? You you know this. We we play Pictionary every Saturday, Sunday. Why would we do that if we were just office friends, right? Like during pre-lockdown era, we used to play tennis on our weekends with our office friends. Like there were people who were interested. There were people who were a part of a biker club who used to ride out to probably nearby hills or probably nearby beaches, and then they were used to explore that. And why would people do that if, like? there is a lot of opportunity to connect and there is a lot of people to connect with and i personally believe that i used to think i still think i can't tell what i would be doing 5 years down the line i can just say that i might be a coding guy till then but that's also not a surety i i might switch fields i might become a manager or i might become something else right you can't always be sure so I don't think a person has to be so rigid in their thinking. You always have to be flexible. The language that I work in, GoLang, was developed in the last decade or probably the last seven years. It was the language that was internally used. It still has a thriving community. So you can't be rigid. I still can't be rigid about that. I am a GoLang developer. I just need GoLang jobs. I I, I will only work on GoLang. I, I also work in Java. I also work in JavaScript. You don't have, have to have a, such a rigid mindset. So you should be flexible in learning other things. You should be flexible in learning what the product side is doing. You should have at least some basic, like if you can't even communicate with those people if you don't know the basic lingo, right? So you should be flexible enough to learn the basic lingo. You should know, like I know what is A-B testing. I know what is clicks per minute. I know what is the click-through rate. That's the basic lingo of a product manager if you go talk to them. How will you communicate with a product manager if you don't know that? So you should always be flexible in your mindset. You should never think that this is a thing that I shouldn't learn or this this is something below me, this is something beneath me. I still think there are a lot of things that I don't know that I could venture into and there is no fixed path. There is no such thing right now that I have to be this for the rest of my life. That's a mentality that I had in my school days that I'll be this and I'll only be this. It's not such a fixed world out there. Life's always changing. Take it, you know, a few steps at a time. Yeah, and even you can do. I know people like who are great drummers, right? I have a mentor who is a who is a drummer at night, and I think people know him due to his drumming. But people don't know that he's also a great software developer in the day. I I never knew that he was a drummer. Like I always had technical conversations with him, but. When I visited, uh, when I visited, and I saw him playing, and I was in awe. Like you can do that, and there are many people doing that. So yeah, why why not just go out and learn things? Like why why have? Yeah, a- yeah no, definitely. I think it's an untraditional career, you know, as we yeah. say it here. You know, you're not that drama at night, and you know, develop by day. But what makes you and what makes your career untraditional, according to you? Yeah, according to me, I'm probably a runner when I leave my work, and I always try to learn a lot about what is happening in the finance markets. It's one of my things. I always try to keep be updated with that. But yeah, it's it's not so traditional, right? It's even the coding thing that I do. It's it's not a traditional thing that people think that. Like we know that there are a lot of engineers out there, but how many of them even care about the product, right? 
I don't think there are a lot of people there out there caring about the product or building things from the customer insights out there or from the experience out there. You can't do everything, but you have to be open to doing a lot of things, right? You shouldn't. You should never have this kind of thing. And traditionally, I I don't think I am a traditional computer programmer that people like the peop the mindset that people have. I I enjoy my life a lot. I still try to be active in a variety of things apart from coding. I still try to. have a certain set of hobbies like probably learning this new language or probably learning probably running probably lifting and things like that yeah you you should explore like whatever feels great to you why be restricted to a like that I, i'm a coder yeah. I, and i'll only do that and for yeah, the rest and, of my life i'll do that uh, yeah exactly and you know and that's sometimes you know how success can be is making sure that you are happy you know whatever you're doing and you you're balancing it out with other things that you like to do you know i know people that of course um have been in one field but have switched to another field just because they thought they'd be happier in that you know there's many people who leave everything that they're doing and just you know for a passion or travel or whatever it might be they get into that they get into the finance industry they get into trades they get into so many different things and and success for them changes and their careers again become untraditional like you said coding becomes uh coding is untraditional in your case just because i never thought um that you know you, you would be as social as you say you are right so again like you mentioned most people think that coders are sitting there all day just coding um i mean of course i've seen people get into conversations with other people making sure that they're uh collaborating with them but being on the social side of that is a whole different story and that's i think what makes your career your career and careers of other people that are doing similar things to you untraditional as well as you know arjit mentioned success means being happy at least that's what we believe what what's your mindset about success as a developer and what kind of mentality do you know juniors coming up can follow or just people coming into development can follow for that success personally i think that there are a lot of things to learn even after college right so don't don't stop don't stop your learning experience at college it it never stops always strive to learn a lot of things i i would certainly recommend there are some few things that you should be aware about if you're going to enter into product companies for example i would certainly recommend having a knowledge about how things work in the cloud based environment there are books out there i'll, I'll just give you some links first of all i think a person starting out in the field should start at building things that helps a lot so you should start i think with a one page resume people like it's it's a simple project right you everybody has a resume just start out by building a web based resume I, i know like a lot of people suck at designing pages and things like that i i also do i i take help from my friends right everybody has some friends who have some great designing skills and I'm here. you can yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you can you can ask them like whether like what can i do to improve when they'll be more than happy to help you yeah and always always try try to 
build some things and publish them and write about the community and write try to join join the meetups right you learn a lot from people rather than sitting all day at your home and like sitting at the desk so it's a social job right? treat it as a social job try to find people and you also need some time to work like don't don't like just talk to people and do nothing like always try to dedicate some hours towards building some things and try to build that habit of building things that will make you happy like putting a thing out there and making it alive like it's it's a different it gives you a different kind of feeling designing things as arjit mentioned right so i think he would also know the satisfaction of putting a thing out there and putting your designs out there and getting feedback of, on them when when the project is completed when the project is live it gives you huge satisfaction as is this as is the thing with this podcast right you guys put out your podcast and you guys get some satisfaction right when you get feedback on your podcast when people view your podcast and as you said right people it's it gives you it gives some value to the society so yeah yeah no and that's something that you know i've i've been talking with other people too right actually before this call today i had another call that i was talking to someone about um grabchai which is another website and i don't know if you all have heard of that i think he mentioned it to me and i really hadn't heard of it before and this is not advertising for that but i think uh, that's something where you also you know put in i think a little bit of your information and then you get an invite to be able to talk to somebody else in the industry you know being able to make those connections somebody that you don't know at all um but you never know who you're going to learn something from and with that i think with this podcast too like we said um at the start of this we don't know who is going to watch this what they're doing what age they're in um you know initially we started by saying that it could just be for people that are about to come into the industry but now we think that it can help anybody anywhere anytime and with a hope that it does um i think we'll end the show today and and we want to thank you before we do that tashar for sharing your experience because we think that this was great thank you so much um and please please let us know how we can make this better of course you do that tell you tell people that you know that are going to listen to this podcast to tell us that too because like you said you know it definitely gives us a lot of satisfaction um and we're always looking for that okay sashar so, so if you could tell people where they can connect to you that would be great just to be able to make sure that they can ask you any questions that they have I think LinkedIn would be the best option. I'm quite active on LinkedIn. People can reach out to me on LinkedIn. They can send messages or they can send in mail. I'll be more than happy to help some people and probably guide them in their careers from whatever knowledge that I have. Hey, we'll Perfect. have that link in the description and you know, thanks again for being on the podcast. You know, we were waiting for another engineer to be on the podcast. I was at least. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Thank you so much, Sachar. This is your host Hemant Shwadia and Arjit Singh and you've been listening to Kadam the Small Steps podcast. If you found value in this episode, please like, share and subscribe. And as always, let us know how we can make this better. A traditional career is always untraditional. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.